Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we are back for more Wire in the Blood, which, as always, I mean, I don't want to call it the best show. Uh, it's certainly the most... What is the what is the most uh, brutal way I can say this? Uncompromising show? Uh, this one's not messing around. This is fundamentally not messing around at all this episode. Wow. Okay, you keep saying, can it get better? I know, right? What happened halfway through season four where they're like, oh, we're just going to write the best scripts. I, and this one is, well, the great scripts, the most devastating scripts. Oh, I as, know. I, as I was telling you, I mean, I watched this this morning. Yeah. And I bawled my eyes out. Oh, absolutely. I just couldn't cope. It was gut wrenching. It is. If I thought last, last week's was gut wrenching. Yeah. And the weeks before was. Oh, you thought last bad. week was bad? You think the week before that? No, you should see this week. Yeah. And it was just, I just, and it doesn't help that I'd seen it before. And you know where it's going. It's just too powerful. I've seen it twice. Yeah. And I knew. Well, the thing is, I, I, I remembered like halfway through because there's something that we'll talk about in a minute right at the beginning. Right? Uh, that, that is the big clue about what's going on. Right? And we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, but because, and I just didn't want to watch it. I had to force myself to watch it again this morning and I couldn't stop it's, crying the last 15 minutes or so. It's just All so it, brutal. It's so it's brutal. brutal. It is brutal, brutal, brutal. Yeah. It really every is. freaking part of it. And it doesn't even let up at the end. It doesn't give you one ounce of relief at the end of it. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, it. I was going to say, it, it gets close to providing you one ounce of release. But you're right that it never actually gets there. Oh, come on. What, what's the ounce of relief? Well, I'm... Uh, okay, so when the episode opens, <laughs> where is it? Where is it? Uh, okay, well, well, we'll talk about whether there's some kind of relief in there. Uh, the episode opens with uh, Alex dropping her son off at school. I'm crying. Uh, I know, I know. It's it's a powerful episode. It really is. So it opens and. Her- her reminding him that, you know, about who's going to pick him up and when. And he's like, whatever, because he's a child. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's important that you know this. Yeah. And you're like, well, what can what can the significance of this be? How can this be important? It's actually important to the rest of the episode. <laughs> because this show is great at relating stuff to the characters and understanding its themes. Uh, it's fa- in fact, the show is fantastic at that. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we see an abduction. Then we see a girl walking out of, uh, walking out of a out building. Of grocery store. Yeah. Rotting it, walking out of a grocery store and a guy yelling. 
and saying, get in this car and reaching around and grabbing her and dragging her into the car and driving off. Yeah. A woman sees this. She mm -hmm. does exactly the right thing. She runs yeah. for the nearest phone. She calls the cops, right? And she, uh, she calls the cops and she says, okay, well, uh, I have got a partial license plate. I saw a man kidnapping a woman and it looks like an abduction. A, a girl. Yes. A girl, obviously. Uh, but yes. And it's an abduction, right? Uh, it's, it's clearly an abduction. Yeah. Cause and, we see yeah, we watched this happen. Like, yeah. and that's the key part. We watched this happen. So it's like, there is no, there is no subtlety here. We see exactly what this woman sees, right? And who boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we cut to Tony, right? Uh, well, we see them getting the call and, you know, deciding to do an abduction, do an Amber Alert. And then we see Tony going to see a kid in the youth detention facility. Now, while this is happening, Tony's in the youth detention society. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, youth detention facility. Yeah. Right. He is, uh, he's in the youth uh, detention facility seeing a kid, a kid who has been violent, a kid who has been uncontrollable. But he's murdered his father. Yeah. And he's, well, his parents. His parents. He yeah. murdered both of his parents. Right. And, to and the guy's like, uh, you know, it's like he, he's injuring people. And Tony's like, yeah, because you're invading his personal space. Like he thinks, uh, like he's in prison, yes, but he thinks of his room as being the one place that's his. So when you just barge in there, like it upsets him quite understandably. So yeah, Tony does a great job for that. <laughs> like Tony does a fantastic job of explaining, ex yeah, in trying to explain the kid's motivation. Yeah, I don't even think it's a juvenile detention. I think the kid's already in jail. No, I think because, I mean, you might be right, but I don't, I mean, it seemed I, really nice for one of the jails. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but it might be for a jail for youth because they're, they open up in this, the facility. Yeah. Like they open up in what was, is a big room that is probably like a gym room or whatever. Yeah. And, and the kid is being held by one of these, two guys and then there's another guy that comes in that he's just get get him away from me he's terrified of this other guy yeah. and tony's trying to figure out just to give you the sense i mean dan dan's going on and it just is you have to understand this is a really stressed tenseful tense situation yeah this this kid is just fighting and you know and um there is the tendency for them to want to hit him. That's how they. Yeah, that's how. Well, no, but that's how they control, right? That's how they control. Except as we learn with, uh, you know, from Tony's thing. Well, that was his whole life. Yeah. Is the abuse of his parents is yeah. parental abuse. And he, and as he says from Tony, and I mean, the kid doesn't want to talk about it, but his key first question is, it's okay. What was it like? You know, it's like, when were you first taken into care? And so we right away know, okay, so this is a kid who is abused over and over again. And he says, first taken into care. So we know that this was a system. He got grabbed by the system, but then he got given back to his parents and he got picked up by the system again. And then he got put back with his parents. So it's like, with that one line, we can see the story of how this guy wound up killing his parents. And he's like, and the, oh my God, uh, him saying to the and kid his, that, oh, please. No, no. And as I said, 
And as Tony says, his only response is violence. Yeah, because that's all he knows. That's all he knows. Because that is how, like, everything was taught to him his entire life. the only way he solved the problem of his parents was to kill them. Yeah. And uh, and as he as Tony says, you can kill somebody that you love, you know. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Yeah, just because you love your parents doesn't mean you don't hate them sometimes, and you yeah. don't. You want the abuse to stop, and whatever triggered it, whatever the. I mean, we never know any of that stuff, but you know. Yeah. And he's in his room, and Tony's trying to explain, and Tony wants to spend more time there, except that they've got this abducted child, and they have the Amber Alert. Yep. So Tony reluctantly has to leave the center mm-hmm. because he wouldn't have left. Oh no, he wouldn't have left him. He yeah. wouldn't have left him if he hadn't uh, had if it hadn't been an Amber Alert. Anything else, he would have just said. Tough. Yeah. Tough. So yes. they need I, I need to be here and I need to help this kid. Yeah. And Clearly. so it goes. And mm-hmm. and the boss is actually the one that told Alex to call Tony Hill. Yeah. And so in the meantime, the woman who called it in is giving a description of Yeah. Giving a description of what the guys look like. She's turned over what she knows about the car. Right, she's yeah. done all of the stuff she's supposed to do. She's being very helpful. Yeah, and they show and, her, yeah. and they want to get ready to um, do. Uh, they want to get get her ready, right? Yeah. In order to do the um, uh, what do you whatever they they keep using the technical term for it, but the technical you know whatever the technical term is for a electronic um, you know you made up a face thing, you yeah, know? like uh, the electronic you made up the face. They make up the face there, but they haven't started making up the face yet. First, you know, she's got to talk to Tony to ensure that it is in fact a real thing that's happening. Yeah. Like, Tony insists. Okay. What are the words the girl said? And she says, but I've told, no, he said, I need to know exactly what the girl said. Yeah. You know, I need the exact words. Mm-hmm. And so then he says, okay, this is an abduction and you know, it is. Um, but we'll get to that later on. But it is just, you know, and in the meantime. But the key part is, uh, he, he, she manages to convince him and it is believable. But in the meantime, what we found out is, uh, and this part I kind of love, it turns out that the, uh, housing complex she lives in. Yeah. A, uh, a pedophile has just been, they've just been notified that a pedophile got out of jail. Yeah. And that pedophile lives in that housing complex. Yes. Oh, so boy. That yeah, that, that's what raises the stakes. Yeah. Except that, here's Tony. We have to know. Yeah. What is his predilection? Boys or girls? You know, and he asked, the, you know, well, what difference does it make? Well, it makes a hell of a lot of difference to us. Mm-hmm can't have done this abduction because his predilection is young boys. Yep. But, you know, and then... Well, no, but what I love is they said, we don't know. All we know is he's there. We don't even know who this guy is. We just know he's arrived. And so so they they bring the guy in before they know what he's up to. And Tony, and he gets in, and Tony, and he's like, I was wrongfully accused. 
Yeah, Tony uh, says, yeah, we, or Alex says, yeah, well, we hear that all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's wrongfully yeah. accused. He, and But Tony's like, so you're wrongfully accused, right? Were you wrongfully accused of molesting little girls? And the guy's like, and stares at him, and he's like, were you wrongfully accused of molesting little boys? And the guy twitches. Like, okay, there, it was boys. There. It was boys, yeah. You've answered oh. the question. And he's and like, then- I can leave now. He is no longer, investigate him all you want. He's no longer relevant to the investigation. Yeah. Except that girl. the guy says, well, then I can leave. And sort of Tony says, well, you might not want to. Well, yeah. He's like, because spoiler alert, uh, once the news gets a hold of the fact that uh, a child molesters live in the same building this girl was in, uh, they're not going to be as worried about your predilections as I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I loved that. Yeah, but, no, yeah, and that's exactly it. So the guy agrees to stay. Yeah, he agrees to stay. And meanwhile... And so they, put him in a jail, they put him in one of the holding cells. And they put him in one of the holding cells. And yeah. the... Uh, but meanwhile, and I think this part is kind of interesting, uh, they are going to keep... Uh, they search, and Kevin finds in his computer just a huge amount of child pornography. Yep. And uh, And that's key. Meanwhile, we have been cutting away to a kid yeah. who we don't know. We see him with a bag. We see him wandering the streets. We see him with his well, uh, heroin-addicted parents. Yeah, we see him at home first. He packs his bag, yeah. and he sees his, they're out of it completely, and he just leaves. Yeah, and he leaves. And he and packs his bag, and he goes. Quite And we do see... Do we see... And we see him, uh, oh no, yeah, and we see this woman, this, this, oh, by the way, uh, white kidnapper, black girl, and Tony immediately points out, huh, that's weird, uh, pedophiles tend to stick to their own race, as a general rule. He said, he said it's not the same as adult serial killers. Exactly. He's like, it's not adult serial killers, because, and I mean, the thing is, if you want an explanation for this, um... 99 point whatever percent of serial pedophiles were molested themselves as children. That's what warped what they think attraction and sex is. And that's what turns them into pedophiles. Now, again, that's not a statement that if you are molested, you're going to become a pedophile. It's a incredibly small percentage that do, but you don't find pedophiles who weren't molested as kids. Just as a general no what, rule. No matter what they say. No matter what they no, say. No, my child oh, they'll deny it. No, no, it was completely, my child was completely normal. I started having sex, regular, regular conceptual sex at age eight, like everybody does. No, is what they'll say. They will not say they were abused. No. 100%. Oh God, especially the men. All right. So that's, keep that in mind. Okay. All right. So just when we're saying this, we're not saying that uh, abuse victims turn into pedophiles. They don't. No. But pedophiles were all abuse victims at one point. And the thing is, when you're as young as the kids have to be to have this happen to them, there is a really good chance, as in most places, you were surrounded by people just of your own race. Yeah. And that's who had yeah. access to you. And that's why pedophile, like, and much more so, that's why ser- more, even more than regular serial killers, child serial killers and pedophile serial killers of the type we're talking about in the show tend to stick to their own race. And Tony immediately tweaks to that. Yeah, this is just, there's something... This is slightly weird. He keeps saying there's something off about this. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's one of the first, the first things that says that that's, it's just off. 
Yeah. And so we see this black lady looking out the window of her, like looking out the window of her house, right? Yeah, her flat. Of her flat. Sorry, flat. It's an apartment complex. Uh, There's more than one of them. This is a huge complex called Brayside or whatever. Brayside. Yeah. Right. Uh, It's a it's a great big flat. It's one of those. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those housing, many housing communities where there's like six, six big apartment buildings all off on their own. And they're all about 10, 10 stories higher. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're talking like hundreds of families living there. Yeah. Right. And she's looking out the window and she seems worried. Yeah. Because her. Yeah. She seems worried. We don't know why she's worried yet, but she seems worried. Right. You hear and a so, baby crying in the background. And- yeah, we hear a baby crying in the background. And we know she's worried. Yeah. So then uh the news the Amber Alert goes out, everyone is on the lookout for this girl, and this woman calls to say, uh, you know, there's a chance this might be my daughter who's abducted. Yeah. And so we meet this woman and she says, my daughter was sick. She's uh, you know, she was sick, she was homesick from school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I sent her out for, and I, but I sent her out for food. She was just well enough that I thought, you know, I got to keep an eye on her little brother who's also very sick. So I sent her out for food. And so she goes out for food and, oh my God. Uh, so they come and visit her. Yeah. So they come and visit her and, uh, yeah. And here's, it's oof. Well, she falls, she's falling apart. Yeah, she's falling apart. And she's she freaking out. Husband. She screams that she needs her husband home. And we see that her husband, a white guy, yeah. but not, but crucially, we saw the abductor. This is not him. We recognize him right away. No. This isn't the guy. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. But we see him get the call to come home and comfort his wife. And we find out that this is her new husband and her old husband uh, needs to be called and informed as well. Yes, and he turns out to be a cop. Yeah, he turns out, yeah, cop in another city. Yeah. Right? Cop in another city. Later, we'll find out that they split up when their other daughter died. Yes. Died of SIDS eight years ago when this little girl who's missing, who's 11, is missing three. This was her twin. twin. Yeah. And she died of SIDS all those years ago. Right? So, like, a lot of, a lot of tragedy in this family. And while all this is going on, we cut away to the abductor. Yeah, who's who's coming home? This, uh, yeah, like here's about the Amber Alert, and he comes home, and he's uh, he comes home. His wife, and we note that his wife is black. That's going to be relevant later. She asks him if he got the job, and he's like, "Well, they're going to let me know." And then I had to go and do some stuff, and so like. He's like, I had to go and check out the allotments. Oh, that's the other thing. That's yeah. the other thing that was the problem for Tony already is that he was wearing a suit. Yeah, he was wearing a suit. He was a formal looking. Yeah, guy. that was the other thing that was twigging in Tony's head. Yeah, because she said he that he was wearing a suit. And that's like, still- yeah. And now well, we hear that this guy has just come back from a job interview. Yeah. Yeah. So that is definitely obviously worth mentioning. But yeah, the fact that he was wearing a suit is also something that Tony finds. Super a little strange. strange. It's a little weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, but now we've like, okay, we've got the abductor. This is all very suspicious. And he then, but he hears the Amber Alert and he leaves the house. Yeah. So that makes it even more suspicious. Yeah. 
right? Even more suspicious. Because yeah, because he hears the Amber Alert and then he immediately leaves the house and gets back in his car, which is, of course, the car we already saw uh, being involved in the abduction. And, of course, uh, this whole time we've been dealing with a great big ticking clock. And that ticking yeah. clock is... Uh, 75% of child abduction victims survive the first hour. Yeah. Uh, 45% survive the third hour and 1% survive the first 24 hours. So they're operating this twicking, ticking clock. It's already been. And they're hours. pushing and the clock comes up every now and then. Yeah. The clock just, comes just up. Just to remind us of how rough this situation is. Oh, I tell <laughs> they've got the, they've got the, they've, but they finally got the picture of the guy, of the abductor we saw. They've got his picture and they're spreading it all around, right? Uh, they're spreading it everywhere. They are blasting it out to every place they possibly can. Every police station, every news station, every place they can put his picture, they are putting his picture. They're going to find this guy. Yeah. And they go and talk, they, t they talk to the mother. Yep. And, uh, and they show her because they need confirmation that hers is the child who was abducted. So they show the earring that wound up in yeah. the gutter when she was being dragged away. Yeah. Right. And, uh, right. They show that uh, it was being dragged in the gutter when they got away. And, and this is the key part, right? We see that, uh, sorry. Um, uh, and she confirms that that could be one of, like, she thinks it's one of her daughter's things. So they're like, let's record one of those things where you plead with the killer. Right. To let the daughter go. Yeah. And let's and have the husband there just to make sure the husband doesn't have anything to do with to it. Do with it. Yeah. Because I'll see in his reactions whether I think he has anything to do with it. Because Tony's good at his job. Yeah. Tony's and very the good at his job. They've also talked, talked to her and asked her about her daughter's friends. Yeah. And right? there's and this kid comes... that she hangs out with who lives in the area. Uh, what's his name? Mickey. Mickey, thank you. I was about to say Mike, but no, it's Mickey. Oh, Mickey. And he lives in the same housing community, but she doesn't know the last name. Yeah. So they look into it and they find that Mickey has also been missing from school today. Yeah. And, and they're, they're like, and they start wondering, could he be the killer? Well, no, he's dragging in a car, but like, maybe he's spotted for a killer. And they start going through theories, right? And we immediately know, obviously, this is the kid who has been, who we've been seeing hanging yeah. out and wandering and having the drug addicted parents and sitting in the car. Sitting yes. in the burned out, abandoned car, you know, across from where the mother and daughter live. Well, I guess the whole family lives. Right. So we, we have immediately made the connection. They go to the, his parents' house and just find them like trying to stash their heroin, you know, all of their heroin things. And of course, they're not interested in arresting these guys. <laughs> like they're not interested in arresting these guys, but geez, it's, it's unbelievably frustrating. Well, they know why his son has run away. But yeah, they know why the son's run away if this is yeah. what he's dealing with every day. Because you know? they go into his room, like, uh, who, Alex, Alex, um, Alex, it's not Alex, it's, um, Paula goes yeah. into his room and walks around his room and his room is just so neat and so perfect. Yeah. Compared to the entire rest of the house. The, the rest of the house is a disaster. Horrible mess. Yeah. So. Right. You know, this is all, and this become, this is also important because mm -hmm. Tony asked about that later on. But in the meantime, they're bringing down the mother and her second husband. Yeah. Right. To interview and, and talk. And they're, you know, and they talk to each of them and the mother is just beside herself and she can't stand not being with 
the husband. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we find out that the husband was accused of uh, battering the, his first wife. Yep. And he we then find Yep, he sees prostitutes, bad his first wife. <laughs> and uh the daughter has been to the hospital a few times with badly wrenched arms. And things. So we've got a history of child abuse. But then the question becomes, wait, she was being abused at home, but we saw the abductor, and that's and it's neither of them. Yeah. Right? And that's the key part. And that's the part that's so confusing about this episode. But if you were paying attention at the start of the episode, what you'll remember, and I mean, it's, I mean, it happened so fast that obviously the woman didn't, who watched, didn't watch it. We sure as hell didn't notice it. We were watching the first time. But we remember that little girl who got grabbed off the street didn't have a shopping bag with her. No. And there was no shopping bag left on the street. No. But we heard that she was coming out of a store. And they have video of the little girl buying all of the stuff in the store around the time and walking out the door with a bag of the milk and the bread and a package of jam tarts. Yeah. Right? So, boom. What What is going on here? Yeah. And But, of course, we don't have time to think about what's going on here because they find the little girl dead in a field. Yes, because they, Paula gets the call. She gives it to Alex. The little girl is dead. Oh, my God. I had forgotten she's dead. Oh, she was oh, dead. That it was, part it I was, forgotten. It was just horrible. And, you know, and then Tony says, okay, but this isn't, then this isn't an abductor. Yeah. That first of all, there's no there's no sexual interference. Well, then he says, uh, but he uh, what he notices first, he's like, uh, I'm not going to know until tomorrow when we've had the Emmys report. Yeah. But the thing that I find strange is the body has been laid out neatly, yes. like with the jacket zipped up, arms at her side. Right. This is this is a a neatly squared away little girl. Like and this child was someone who, yeah, the, who discard their them like trash. Yeah, they abuse them and they they throw them away with trash. This was done by someone who knows her, and they're like, "Was it her friend Mickey who they found and arrested?" And Tony goes to interview Mickey, and he refuses to speak to anybody. Anybody. He's got he's got his he's got his child's lawyer there with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have children automatically get an advocate, obviously. Yeah. Like you kind of, how would that work, right? Because they're not going to go to get his parents. Nope. <laughs> That's for sure. So he has to have a social services advocate. Yeah. No, exactly right. And right? that's, so, but the boy will not open his mouth. Period. No, he won't. Right. And yeah, he 100% will not open his mouth, will not respond. Yeah. Tony does even tries to offer candy and he won't even take the candy. Nope. Uh they search the um they uh the they they search the Oh and car. he has blood, he's okay. And he's got blood on him. And he's got blood he's got on blood him. Blood on him and he's and burned his jacket. He's yeah. burned he's burned he's burned his jacket. And the only on funny it. line in the thing was Kevin going, I didn't burn mine till I finished school. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when they caught him, he was burnt, he was in the process. Ever. When they uh, caught him, he was in the process of burning his jacket, and there's blood on his school jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, and they search the car, and they find the jam tarts. Yeah. They find the the plastic wrapping that the jam tarts were in, and the foil 
then the the foil cups that they come in. Yeah, and only four of them are gone because and only four of them are that, gone, but they come in patches of six. Yes, as Tony says, nobody eats the green ones. That was a nice one. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but Tony says, I don't think it can be him because a kid wouldn't do the posing. Like a kid would be so overwhelmed by what he did. He might not discard the body like trash. He might care about her, but he would cover her face because he couldn't look at her. Yeah. Right. But so Tony doesn't think it's him. Oh, and this is, if you thought the episode was rough already. And then it starts to get worse. So the, the Tony comes back the next day and no, no sexual interference, nothing. no new abuse. There's a history of abuse, but the kid was killed by a single clonk to the head with something metal, something metal like that has no obvious signs, like no rust, no paint, nothing that's going to tell you where this metal was. No. Like, uh, so it's like they have no leads, right? <sighs> and then so and but the little boy has is being held in a holding cell and Tony goes to talk to him because they figure because Tony says they probably got together because Yep. They were he knows they were together to in the car. They were in yeah. the car. And that's why they initially think, well, maybe he got angry at her. He tried something. And maybe he tried something with her. And she said no, and he got angry because he's only 13 years old. Yeah. And quite uh, reasonable. But Tony, Tony is now armed with the piece of information, the one really useful information that they got from the jacket, which it was not her blood on the jacket. It's his. It's his blood and traces of feces. Yes. And so Tony knows right there. He knows exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. He knows that the reason this kid has been missing school and been so freaked out and withdrawn is the fact that the pedophile just got out of jail. Yeah. And he was one of the pedophile's victims. Well, but the reason Tony already had that in his head is he goes to talk. He also, no, at that yeah. point, yes, he hears that. He goes to mm-hmm. talk to the little boy and the other, and the pedophile who's in another one of the holding cells. I want to get out now. I want to get out. And the boy yeah. flinches. And that's yep. when Tony knows. Realizes. Yeah, he makes the connection. Between that and the blood, he's like, oh, I know exactly what happened. What the problem is here with this boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so he also knows that the boy and the girl were friends. Yep. So he knows that they're friends and he knows he was being abused by the pedophile. And now we get the kicker. <laughs> Which is, we see the silver car driving down the street. And drag a black girl into the car as a cop car is driving by. Yep. <laughs> and they chase it down and they, they can't catch him. They lose him, but they get the license plate and they go to the house and the woman opens the door, right? <laughs> the woman opens the door and right on the wall is a picture of her and the abductor. Yep. And so they're like, we know his name. We've confirmed this is him. And so the cops pull it over and drag it down and they pull over the car and they drag out the doctor and they drag out the girl. And she's like, why are you grabbing my dad? Daddy, daddy. Oh, yep. What they saw there. And so they asked the guy what's going on. It's like, she's been skipping school. So I have to go out looking for her and dragging her into the car and making sure she goes to school. And so they didn't see an abduction. No. They didn't see an abduction. It looked like an abduction and it was right to report an abduction. 
Well, technically, it was an abduction, but it was as a parental bringing her kid, uh, the kid, to school. It's a custodial thing, which he was completely within his rights to do because she legally has to go to school. Yes, because she's not the correct age. And when, and then they bring in the woman who called it in, and recognizes, of course, the the guy, and recognizes, and then she recognizes the girl. Yeah, because yeah, okay, this girl looks more like the girl because she wasn't as sure about the girl. Yeah. Anyway, the first girl she identified. And they don't look that different. You understand no. why she would make the mistake is someone that she only shot, saw for two seconds from yeah. 20 feet away. Yeah. It's completely understandable. Yeah. So oh. off we go again, right? And now Tony's like, well, what the hell happened? And he's like, and so he goes and he rewatches the tape. He goes and he rewatches Oh, the, yeah, because we haven't tape. talked the, about yeah. the tape that they did for the press. Yeah, for the press. Right? And he keeps watching it and says, no, the husband's some, yeah. husband because he's he's behaving the way he's supposed to behave. Yeah, he's, the, he's showing no guilt. Yeah. He's only showing concern. Yeah. And he's only That's showing so trauma. And, but then he's like... uh but then he realizes something in the way the mother's talking, which is she's only talking about herself. Yeah. And they and they do talk to the and they talk to the father. The father. Well, and it's it's notable because the father, uh, who he moved away after his they split up and the daughter died, the body they found was right near the like the the play center. Like the place where they found the body was like the vacant lot behind the play center where you take kids to have fun in ball pits. Yeah. Right. And they're like, could the father have come and abducted? And this is a custodial thing. Uh, But no, he had an alibi for the time. Yeah. Right. He couldn't have done it. And Tony's going, yeah. And the the mother is though just beside herself. Yep. And they look at the child's records and they find it. They decide, Tony says, well, we've got to look at the, Child's the medical, medical records. records. And yeah. it turns out that the medical records have no medication. Yeah. The child and, takes no medication. And Mikey had said that she was, uh, she didn't want to go home and she was sick of always having to take her med. She felt awful all the time and she was ta- sick of having to take her medication. Yeah. Remember that, yes, because Tony, what we've missed here is that. Yeah, we've missed is when Tony. To talk talk yeah. to him. And then, and then does ask him, so what happened? And of course, she'd, he'd asked her out. Yeah. He'd asked her out. Yeah. Uh, uh, to be his, to be his girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. And she said yes. Yep. And she, and, uh, and this is the key thing yeah. because she, and again, she was talking about the medication, but then they look at her medical records. She's not on any medication. She's not on any medication. And she's sick all the time. The son is sick all the time. They're not on any medication. And she had weirdly elevated sodium levels in her blood in the autopsy. Yeah. And so Tony says, well, I know exactly what it is. And now we get uh, three minutes of him explaining Munchausen by proxy. And how an incredibly common thing they do is make their children drink salt water. Because there's no way to trace it. It just looks like soda, and it makes them a little sick all the time. And they can go to the doctor. And who would think that this spiking sodium level 
is an illness. So you get to go to the doctor over and over again, and they can't figure out what's wrong with your child. It is the perfect thing to do. And here's the big problem is that what Tony basically says, they probably she probably killed her first child. Yeah, she almost certainly. The SIDS was an overdose of the, like Sodium. giving the kids salt water. Yeah. And again, it's not something you would pick up because who would imagine you were giving your baby too much salt on purpose? Yeah. So it's like, it must have been she murdered the first child and then she was more careful with the other child so she could keep her sick and get all the attention of having a sick child all the time and all the sympathy without ever risking killing the child. But as Tony says... I bet what happened is she came, like the girl came home. She's just got a boyfriend. She's feeling happy. She's feeling more confident. And the, this would piss the mother off. She's had approval from a third party, the older boyfriend saying she shouldn't be taking this medication. So I bet she said, I'm not going to drink that. And her mother hit her. And I'm sure she just fell and clunked her head. On the side of the stove, because that's a nice clean piece of metal that wouldn't leave any extra stuff in there. And so they call the woman who's hanging out. And so then we realize we've, we saw her when the kid was missing, staring at the window, looking worried. And what she was worried about was when are they going to find the body? When are the cops going to get here? Because well, here's the, the thing though. Here. Remember, she's got a cop social worker. Yeah. Uh, in the room, in the house with her. And that woman is going around looking for everything. Everything. And she finds... Oh, no, but I was talking about the earlier scene. When oh, they the cut earlier. away much earlier in the show. They weren't lying to us when they no. showed her and the mother about her looking worried. She just wasn't worried because uh, they we want us they want us to believe that she was worried because her daughter hadn't come back from the store. Yeah. Right? Uh, but her daughter... Uh, but she was actually worried about what am I going to say when the cops show up because they found the body. Yeah. And so I, Tony says, this was the perfect thing. A child abduction, ha an Amber Alert happened it, while she had a body to get rid of. This timing couldn't have been more perfect. It couldn't. Yeah, it was It was just so she phoned in about her daughter. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and so, so they call the social worker and they say, she says, search the kitchen for me. And there's a big brand new jug of milk and an unopened package of bread and a tin of those jelly tarts there were only the lime ones are left. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, this is all the proof we need. She got home. She died after she got home. Yeah. She left him. She was happy. She goes home. She argues with her mother. Her mother tries to force her to drink the salt water. She refuses. The mother has lost control of her That's child and hits her. Head. her. Yep. Hard. Oh, and then she, and while the social worker is on the phone, with Tony, she goes and she grabs her baby son and runs off. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, are they really going to do this? We've already killed one child this week. Yes. Oh. And Tony, being the most brilliant <laughs> therapist in the world, <laughs> knows that it's like, what this woman, the the sickness at the core of everything she done is this constant need for affirmation. That she's a good mother. That she's a good mother. She needs to be, she needs to be told that she's a good mother and she needs constant attention. And so he comes up and talks about, and he just walks up to her just talking about what a great mother she is and talking about you how everyone can child. see. 
this and what a perfect, perfect child you have. Yes. And the two of you are the perfect mother and child. And you're obviously a great mother for him, to him. And they're like, oh my God. Because she's wow. stepping. Because she's going to throw herself the ledge. off. Or the baby oh, yeah, absolutely. Her, or, exactly, right? <laughs> you know, she's ex that's exactly what she's going to do. Jump off the bridge. And believe me, that does happen. I mean, we oh, had yeah, a case absolutely. a few years ago in... Uh, Mm -hmm. down down near toronto so anyway um yeah. but oh. that was a different situation but the same result yeah um, exactly but oh, but tony gets there and uh and alex get there and they take the baby away yeah, because tony has also <sighs> instructed the social worker who yeah. he's still in contact with over the phone don't mm -hmm. pressure her don't go in don't pressure her, don't approach stay her. away yeah. from her he, give her all the space. Give her. They keep all the cops, cops back. Tony is the one, only one that talks to her, and he's got mm -hmm. that soothing voice. Yeah, he's got the soothing voice down pat. It's the one that you can just, okay, you know, let's. let's yes, it's talk. perfect. I know what you are. It's this. You're a perfect mother, and Alex is following him at a distance. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they can, Alex, you know, and he, he persuades her that it's okay to give the baby to Alex. Yep. And because, you know, and yeah. And so that's the end. We've saved the baby, mm -hmm. you know, but we've got two dead children. Yeah. They were twins. They, and we've got this whole disaster. Oh. And, but, they go and arrest the pedophile. And the pedophile, and the, says, the like, pedophile says, whatever he said, he's lying. And Kevin says, that's why your picture's full. Your computer's full of pictures of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boom. Boom. Oh. That was a, that was a good one. Show that. Yeah. He's not, that at least is resolved. He's not getting out of jail. And that, and, okay, I guess, I guess I see where the hope is going. But. And I'll tell you where the hope is going. Okay. Yeah. But in the meantime, he goes back. This this boy that we've seen at the beginning, yeah, is in the hospital. Has been now. has been in the hospital because the guards beat him up. Yeah, the guards because he him wouldn't up. listen. And Tony just lays into him nice into them nice. Like who did it? Who yeah, did it? I want to know who ordered this. Mm -hmm. That's it. So we know there's repercussions going to happen there. Yep. And then you see him. You see. At the end, this is where you're talking about the little about the bit hope. of hope is yep. for Mickey. Yeah, because he goes back to see Mickey, yeah. ba who's back in the car, all alone, fleeing from his drug addict parents. Yeah. Right? Uh, and he just says to himself, like, and, and he's like, I'm not going to let Mickey end up like this kid yeah. who murdered his parents. Yeah. So he, he goes there and he just... He just talks to him and he says, he gives him his card and he says, mm -hmm. you can call me anytime. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just no matter what. Me. Here's my phone number. If you ever want to talk about anything, you can talk to me. And then he goes to say goodbye. And Mickey says, do you want to go for a ride? Yep. And Tony gets in the car and, uh, you know. Mickey's, where do you want to, you know, where do you want to go? And Tony says, doesn't matter, basically. And, and Mickey starts driving the car. Yeah. And yes. Okay. So I see that. 
the little bit of hope that you have. It is. I mean, you can't say it's not a little bit of hope. It's a big bit of hope because we know yeah. that Tony will follow up. Yeah, Tony does follow up. He is a good therapist. So like for know, for all you might say. Everything that we have known for Yeah. In five yeah. for the, starting on the fifth year, right? Yeah. That Tony does follow up. He yes. follows up with the serial killer for heaven's sakes. I know, right? Oh my god. It's you see why I love this episode? Oh, no, but I, you can see why I'm crying and crying. Oh, it's it's incredibly hard to watch, and I'm not pretending that it's not. It is it brutal. Was, yes. But there is that, that little bit of hope at the end, and it's maybe a bigger bit of hope. But in the yeah. meantime, you've got the devast oh. devastation. I, I just, I can't. And if it wasn't true, <laughs> I wouldn't be crying. I know. I. You know, no, I mean, that, that's, that's what makes this episode so hard is that we know for a fact how much of this episode is factual. Is it's such a good representation yeah, and of what these relationships are actually like? Like what happens to these kids? Ugh. I know. I mean, I it hate just, to say it, but yeah, oh. it's, it's just, it's, it's part of what's driving my angst about other things. I know. This episode know. just coalesced a whole bunch of other things as well at the same time. And it's just like, I, yeah, I've done my, I've done my time. Yeah. No, I get it. And I wish I was 30 years younger or 40 years younger and I could start doing it again. I mean, so that's what could, it, yeah. I mean, because you know how to do these fights. You know, you know how to get these messages across, and it would be great if you had another 30 years to do that. You know, if I could just talk. I mean, because I am good with people. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. and and the prop, but the problem is, is that these are not easy problems. Like I can think of so many situations and with babies and with, you know, like being between being an advocate and and at the same time having to call children's aid because there's there's just nothing and and yeah. spending hours and hours mm -hmm. just working with people getting them to finally understand what they have to do and sometimes it's look if you do not do x you will lose your baby yeah, I, I know one one case. It doesn't matter because nobody will remember it, and I won't <laughs> use names. But this woman, it was just so hard, mm -hmm. you know. And I mean, he was. We got called in. Called I called Children's Aid. Yeah. Um. So the Children's Aid night guy showed up as well, and um, because it was just like the guy had with pumping heroin had all the money and and she had a newborn oh is but she had a newborn and so her only options were okay we have to take you out of this and you have to go back to your mother no i can't leave him i mean it just oh. like it just i mean you talk about i mean no wonder and i had to watch this thing yesterday on human trafficking yeah and this guy would have done this to her don't believe me, mm -hmm. you know, and 
she was just told, okay, this is your choice. The baby goes with the children's aid worker or you go yeah. home to your mother. Now, and the wow. problem with going home to the mother is that the father had sexually abused her when she was a child. Oh, Jesus. Don't, you know, like you, you're talking about these are real messes. And that's what the problem with this show is. I mean, they must have decided that once Carol was gone and the focus was off, they were just going to look at these issues. Yeah. Now, this was not a case of Munchausen's by proxy. We could talk about those things, too. Yeah. I never, I don't think I ever dealt with any of, of that, but I dealt with a lot of the other things that were in this episode. I've dealt with mm -hmm. them. And yes, you get a partial solution, but it was everything. And I had to go and see this girl because, of course, she had HIV because he had given her HIV while she was pregnant. And that's what got her pregnant. Oh. So we're talking about the baby as well. And I never wow. wanted to know whether the baby had HIV. I didn't want to know. No, because he had yeah. talked her into not taking the drugs while she was pregnant because that would have stopped the baby from getting any possibility of getting HIV. Yeah. It, like, it's just like it was a... It's nightmarish stuff. Yeah. It's nightmarish stuff. And this is what I was... This was my... So life. I see why this one was especially triggering. I mean, I know. Oh, yeah. It triggered me, though. But it triggered me to cry. I just, yeah. I, you, and you know, and, and why when we began the episode, I'm going, there's no hope here. Well, yes, there was that little bit at the end with Mickey. You're right. But I had yeah. actually forgotten that until we got there. Right. Wow. And well, yeah, because the episode is so unrelentingly bleak. It is just, as I said, one, 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 ha ha moment, a little bit. Of, well, it's not ha-ha, but yeah. No, one little <laughs> tiny moment. Yeah, I, I didn't burn mine until I'd left. You know, I, it was unrelenting. These yeah. people who think they care about their children and I know. don't. And well, and I think that's part of what makes it so brutal. Oh, God, help me. You know, I mean, and they, and I, oh, I've talked about some of some of these other situations and stuff, and maybe I talked about that one too, but other situations that I had run into and in when we're in um when you're uh um the what? unrealism like every time I listen to people complaining about children's aid or complaining about interference and the rest of it, I say, give me a break. Yeah. Just give me a break. I grant you they're not perfect. I grant you there are problems. But I will tell you, given the hell you deal with, with these families, like mm -hmm. what do you do when you've got a baby and a three-year-old who's got cocaine in their system? Yeah. And the grandparents bitching and complaining because children's age shouldn't have taken the children away. Yeah. Oh, are you God. out of your mind? Yeah. I'm not saying these parents fed the children the cocaine. No, but it was in the air. So it was in the children's bloodstreams. Yeah. A baby and a three-year-old. Oh, oh no. and I, you know, and you have to deal with these things and you have to deal with these grandparents who hate the system. Fuck yeah. off. Just fuck off. Yeah. The system is doing what it's trying to do is save your child. From your horrible, 
tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Parenting skills. Generational. Yeah. Don't even get me started. No, I get it. Like it's yeah, weird to say that they're like just doing their best. Yeah. Oh, we're doing our best. No, you're not. No. no the system not. is doing its best to stop you. You from making it even worse. Mm-hmm. Because if your daughter will not leave this asshole, somebody's yeah. got to take care of those children. And if you're not gonna do it, mm-hmm. children's aid has to do it. And children's aid took those children away. And those grandparents had to fight to become the foster parents of those children. Damn. And that's what they were pissed off about. And I'm going, well, (laughs) you know, and, and now you're getting how I feel about it, right? This is how you're dealing with it when you're dealing with these people. Yeah. Cops can deal with these people that way, but when you're trying to, somehow or another salvage something because ultimately the grandparents are better than the child Yeah. at this point in time and to put the children with a complete stranger, you know, and, and the, and of course the, the, the mother of these children then had limited access to the children. She was never allowed to have access to the children alone. It was a process. She had to go through all sorts of parental training. Eventually she got rid of the asshole and got her life together and, you know, the whole thing. I mean, it did have a happy ending. And yeah. this is, and the only way to get the happy ending is to just keep your cool. But the, what it, what it takes out of you when you are doing this and people who are working in at the Children's Aid Society, so many of them are trying so hard all the time. And this is the kind of thing they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm dealing with it. I was dealing with it separately from a different perspective, but I'm still in the middle of these things. And you are just, you know, and anti, oh God, anti-police and anti-this and anti-that. It's no wonder your kids are in trouble all the time. Yeah. You know, you've given them every reason to be in trouble all the time. Um, and it is just disastrous. It is, mm-hmm. disastrous, but you cannot, when you are dealing with them, you have to find some place to debrief. You have to find some place to go, whatever it is, whether it's playing video games for God yeah. or watching TV afterwards or somehow or another, mm-hmm. finding something that it no, you have to leave that sense of at times hopelessness yeah well i mean tony hill plays tomb raider games yeah 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 tony hill you need something to get your mind off it you need to something to distract that part of your mind so you don't get in a loop of obsession Mm -hmm. and honestly tomb raider a hell of a lot tomb raider is a hell of a lot more positive yeah. than than Scotch. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, because yeah, that's the other thing. People that you can understand why people start to drink and all the rest. Yeah. And I, oh, absolutely. I, I because I couldn't stand the, you know, yeah. but yeah. Some people thankfully just can't take the booze. Yes. Just don't like it or at don't, all. Don't like it. Don't want it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. In the end, 
It's not like I haven't had a drink in my life. It's not like I haven't gotten drunk in my life, but, but not. It's funny yeah. because my alcohol consumption just went by the by. Yeah. You know, so it was, I, you could just see it. It's only when you went to dinner with a bunch of friends or you went to a party or something like that, you might have a glass or two of wine. But mm-hmm. I learned very early on, probably by my mid 20s, that no, I'm not ever doing this again. <laughs> yeah. And that's why cocktail parties meant ginger ale because it yeah. looks like champagne. <laughs> quite reasonable or a lot of tonic water and tell them that yeah it's gin and tonic bartenders always knew yeah when i was in okay yes the tonic water with the lemon (laughs) or the lime hey tonic water is good stuff so yeah hopefully now you understand why this was as um triggering jarring but as triggering an episode as it was very it was very upsetting it was just like it's like that's partly what watching something like this, it just allows me sometimes to just deal cry, with some of this stuff. Maybe cry tears that I didn't cry. I don't know whether I cried. I probably cried the first time I saw this and the second time I saw this. This time it was even worse for whatever reason. And, you know, but it allows me to express some of the tears and the anger that I have pent up inside that I don't really can't when you're in the middle it's as what did I put in one of my papers when you're dealing with crocodiles it's almost impossible to see the swamp as always I want to thank you for listening if you have any questions comments uh, drop us a line at profilingcriminalines at gmail.com we would love to hear from you if you're listening to this on an app or podcatcher please rate and review because that's how new people find the show. We'll see you back here tomorrow, hopefully, maybe Saturday, for the new episode of Criminal Minds. But until then, we'll say that's right. Au revoir. It's your life. Oh, have a good weekend. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.